Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. Kelsey and Armando here with you today. Today, we're going to be talking about change. You know, um, life is all about change. We have change happen to us all the time, whether it's controlled change or uncontrolled change. And what I mean by that is like, if it's controlled change, maybe you're applying for a new job or you're choosing to start a fitness journey or you're buying a house or you're choosing to have a child. Those are all changes that you're mentally preparing for, that you're getting ready for, that you're, you can foresee that change happening and you know it's going to change your routine. You know it's going to kind of change your life and how the way that, the way that you're living. Those are all the controlled changes, um, but whether it's controlled or uncontrolled, you still—it's a change, right? It's gonna—it's gonna flip your routine upside down. The uncontrolled changes is, for example, you're getting ready to go to work in the morning and you walk out to your car and it's a flat tire, or on your way to work, you're—you hit traffic and you're gonna be now it's gonna push you into being late. Or the one that I think that a lot of us deal with is a death in a family, right? That's gonna be an uncontrolled change. That's gonna be a huge change in your family because it's something that nobody had control over at the time and it just happened like um, something that would be completely devastating. Some of the different ways that we're gonna be talking about today is how to handle those changes. Um, there's really a lot of different ways that you can do this. So you can go online, you can find multiple ways. And Kelsey and I came together and this is, these are some of the changes that we felt were really important to us. And this is something that we do when, when changes happen to us. And it's, for example, is the first one's going to be sitting in your thoughts. What's that change doing for you? What's that change? How is that change affecting you? Um, sit in your thoughts before you make any kind of like rash decisions or something, maybe a decision that's not going to be in your benefit down the road. So really kind of sit and think, think through that change that's happening and make a better base decision with the thoughts that you've given it. Yeah, I think it's really important to acknowledge whatever you're feeling. An example of how this might show up is maybe at your job, you're chugging along thinking things are going super great. And then they come in and make a bunch of changes to your position or your tasks or, you know, start questioning the work that you're doing. And you have to start doing things differently. That change might bring up some negative emotions for you, some fear of, okay, are they, you know, are they trying to micromanage me? Are they trying to push me out? What's happening? You know, am I going to lose my job? Obviously, those are all very likely feelings to come up when changes at work are taking place. And so, what it does to sit and like sit with those emotions is what's coming up for me? Are these rational? Who can I talk to about these? Because a lot of times the, you know, anxiety is fear of the future. And so those feelings are anxious feelings. A lot of those can be resolved by going and speaking to maybe your, your upper management and saying, Hey, you know, here are some of the thoughts that I'm having, or maybe you can kind of sit with that yourself and be like, ah, well, they just gave me a raise. They just this, they just, you know, so you can kind of identify how you're feeling, rationalize it or 
create a plan to help yourself feel better moving forward. But what it does is it brings awareness. Bringing awareness to those emotions can help you think more level-headed and try to avoid the negative, anxious feelings that come up, right? And that's the whole goal with this. Change is hard for in any area of life. You know, human nature, we crave routine. Why do you think they have kids in school follow such a strict schedule? Because we thrive in routine as humans. We live, like, look, our perfect example here, we have Penny. It She doesn't know how to read a freaking clock, but five o'clock, that girl knows it's time to eat dinner. It's dinner time. She will get up and come find us. Like that girl will be sleeping all day, but come five o'clock, she is up and walking around. And that is like a reminder to us, right? Because she's in that routine. And literally her body tells her that it's time to eat. Human, we are the same. We thrive in routine. We Creatures get used, of habit. Yeah, we get used to things. And that doesn't go away after school. We just choose to kind of fight the current. But think about yourself. Maybe you start to crave things in the evening or, you know, and I know there's a lot more that goes into this, but just different things will come up. And so change can feel really difficult and heavy and we want to have resistance against it. But if you think about it, some of the positive things that have come out of life have come with a change, right? I mean, think of if you're a parent, like that completely flipped your world Mm -hmm. upside down. Mm -hmm. But think of what a positive change it was, but it was really fucking hard at first, right? So just identifying those emotions, one, validating them for yourself, but then just creating that awareness so that you can say, okay, I'm not crazy. Like I'm sure other parents are very scared about bringing this little life home and not knowing what they're doing. And, you know, having that conversation in that example with maybe somebody else who was just a new mom and having them validate your feelings like, oh yeah, I was terrified to bring this human home. I called my mom every 10 minutes for every question. You know what I mean? It just kind of like brings a comfort, brings awareness, helps us move forward with the change. Yeah. And I think the really, really important part in change, whether it's controlled or uncontrolled, is you only control yourself, your feelings. You only control how you react to that change. And I think that's that's really important because even though you feel like everything is not working in your favor, the only way, the only thing that you have control over in that moment is how you feel and how you react to it. So I think mm-hmm. that's really important. That's something that you really need to sit with and understand. How you feel and how you react with is the only thing that you may have control over in that particular moment, but that will change over time. The next thing that we're going to be talking about is, I know Kelsey kind of touched on it, is, is creating those routines, creating normalcy of your new routine or keeping some of your routines if, you, if you're able to. And I think really important is not comparing your old routine to your new routine because a lot of us get caught up in like, well, it used to be this way. This is how I used to do it. But that change now has, a, it's not giving you the opportunity to do what you used to do. Maybe your schedule changed at work and now you're starting work at 5 a.m. when you used to go to the gym at 5 a.m. And the gym's not open before 5 a.m. So now what do you do, right? So really understanding that trying to create a new normal with your new change is going to get you closer and it's going to make you feel better with that new change that's happening. I think the best example that I can give for this is COVID. We yeah. we were all living life a certain way and then COVID hit. Everything got 
you know, scrambled, basically thrown in a blender and ran on high for three years, mm-hmm. right? And what happened, you know, the world started to open up, things started to feel like they were going back to quote unquote normal. And everybody kept saying, well, before COVID, I did this. Mm-hmm. Well, before, well, I'm sorry, but now we live in a different world. Like what happened through that time, things have changed. And so if we're so busy holding on to what life once was, we're not going to be able to make room for what is Mm -hmm. currently. And so we have to let go and have an open mind, open heart to the changes that are taking place. Yes, maybe it sucks. Maybe it isn't for the better. But ultimately, You know, the only thing that holding on to the negative of, you know, oh, well, comparing to our old schedule or old routine is we're not allowing the space or the openness to accept what's coming. And you're just going to be spiraling in that negativity of comparison and not kind of like finding the good in the new routine, right? If we're only looking at the bad, it kind of goes back to our RAS system. So that's your reticular activating system is if you're looking for the bad, you're going to find more bad, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to allow space to find the good and not always compare to what it used to be. Because obviously when things change, everything can't remain the same. That's change, right? Change is like something different. And so we have to allow for that and not get stuck in that comparison. Because again, I think it just kind of causes us to like seek that negative. And it's hard. I mean, I still do it. Sometimes I still compare to the pre-COVID world, Mm -hmm. you know, but like an example, a friend and I were just talking about this recently. I said, you know, I really think small businesses kind of lucked out because during COVID, things were so limited that everybody was so understanding. And they were like, okay, businesses, you know, people were actually checking the hours of places and, you know, calling and making sure they were open or whatever, you know, because businesses had to do what they had to do to stay open right? So some of them shortened their hours or whatever it was or closed one day a week. Well, now on the other side of COVID, some of those businesses have kept that because they can now. Because coming out of that situation, people know, okay, wait, did things change for this business? And so businesses really got to tailor it to their needs And I think that's actually a really positive thing. You know, while it sucks kind of for us Mm -hmm. as the consumer, that's a, that's a positive for those businesses. They're getting to save money and only be open their peak hours or whatever, and still get that business. Right. So with that change, just allowing for the openness for the, to let the good in. Yeah. I think something that Kelsey kind of touched on a little bit too is, you know, um, depression lives in the past and anxiety lives in the future. I'm not sure if anybody's heard that before, but if you really think about depression, I mean, thinking the way that old things used to be, I mean, that's how it used to be. Life was great when it was then. And that makes you, it makes you sad. It makes you depressed. So that's where that depression comes from is, is always focusing on the past. And then when you focus on your focus on your future, you're super anxious. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's giving you that anxiety. It's giving you that your heart rate goes up and it's, you're uncomfortable because, but you're, you're, these are things that aren't even happening yet, right? You're you're thinking of things that don't maybe won't happen. But that's what I'm saying is like depression lives in the past, anxiety lives in the future. So just be mindful of that and then just be present. Be present in your day and enjoy control what you control each day on on your own. 
Um, the next one that we're going to touch on is during these times of change, self-care is at its peak. You need to, to be taking care of yourself more than ever, which means eating healthy, exercising, really taking care of yourself because that might be the only thing of normalcy that you have during these big changes. And if you're not taking care of yourself during these changes, then nobody else is going to. So really, really take care of yourself and 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 make self-care a priority for during that time. Yeah, I think one of the things that comes to mind is you can't pour from an empty cup. When we're not feeling our best, we're not going to show up our best. And so, you know, whatever self self-care might look like for you, if you're more introverted, schedule time for yourself to spend time alone. If you are energized by the people around you, maybe you, you know, schedule a girls night with some of your best friends that just really you know, make you feel good and lively and everything, just really being proactive with scheduling that self-care because during change, things can feel kind of scrambled. Things can feel a little chaotic. And so I do think that you have to set the intention to plan the self-care because if not, it's going to be one of those things that just get lost. Yeah. through the change. And I think that the, Kelsey touched on it. I think this leads us into our next one, which is thinking proactive versus reactive. During that change, during whatever's going on in your life, the new job, the new baby, the new house, think of the things now that are possibly going to happen. So because it, when you're pre-active versus being reactive, if you're, you have control of what's happening, you have an idea of what's going to happen and you're better prepared. And when you're better prepared, you're more confident in yourself. You're more confident in your, in your decision-making and you're able to feel more at ease in that rough time of change. So if you know you're buying a house, if that's, if that's a control change, you know you're buying a house, you know you're going to have a new mortgage. Maybe it's going to be more than it was before. Maybe it's going to be less. Maybe you need new furniture or you're going to need new landscaping. You know, those, those are things that you can start proactively thinking of because regardless of whatever kind of change it is, whether it's good or bad, there's stress going to be, there's stress that's going to accompany it. So just keep that in mind that you need to be proactive versus reactive when situations like this come up. I think for the fellow control freaks like me, <laughs> it's important for us to play offensive versus defensive because we feel that we have more control over the situation. I know I'm very type A personality. I like to know what's going to happen, plan it out. Obviously, we can't plan for the unexpected, right? But having some type of plan in place, guidelines. I think of it like the bumpers and bowling, having something that I can bounce off of, knowing where I can go next, what I can do next, just having some type of structure. This kind of goes back to controlling the controllables. Having that can make you feel a little bit more grounded when so much is up in the air. Again, we we can't control every little thing. So if you can control one area or the handful of things that you do have control over and you have a solid plan with those, that will feel better for you. You know, people saying, oh, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, you do. You You make time for what's a priority if you're really feeling that this change is that difficult for you, sit down and plan the things you do have control over because that's that's completely something that you can do while you can't handle, you know, maybe you work for a big corporation, all the changing changes taking place, you don't have control over those, right? But within your household, 
you do. So can you maybe ground yourself, create a little bit more structure around those things so that when work gets crazy, home isn't also crazy because that makes you feel a lot better going into your day, right? When you know, okay, when I come home, dinner's going to be done or you know what I mean? Just kind of like grounding some parts of your life that you do have control over while maybe this one area is kind of in chaos at the moment. The next one is having good communication with those that are supporting you. So whether it's it's a change at work or it's a change at home, having a good communication or open or kind of speaking your feelings on how you're feeling at home. So talk to your spouse about what's going on, how you're feeling, what to, how you can work together. If it's a change at work, can you talk to your upper management and kind of express your thoughts, your ideas, and that way they can explain to you why change is happening and what's going on. I know right now um, there's at at my department, there's been a lot of change and there's been a lot of pushback from a lot of people that have been there a long time. And something really important that I think that our new administration has really pushed upon us is, is what Simon Sinek talks about is your circle of influence. What do you have control over? What do you have control over immediate to your immediate left and right? So not worrying about the things that are so top, like a big 30, uh, 30,000 mile view above ground. But what do you have? What do you have control over in your circle of influence? Who do you, the people that you talk to, there's, if there's negative or positive, if it's positive, you can join in that conversation. If it's negative, you can remove yourself from that conversation. So those are the different things that you can do in order to have a, a be more proactive and be have a better have a better opportunity to accept the change that's happening. Yeah, I think it's important because an example of what this might look like, maybe the career one, some big changes are happening at work. Maybe you haven't let your husband in on that. And then you come home and you're short fused and you take it out on him, right? This probably has happened in real life in our relationship back (laughs) when I was working. And so if you have that open communication, you know, letting your spouse know like, hey, this is what's going on at work. I'm struggling with this. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this. Can I just get your support? A little bit extra help at home right now. Maybe a little bit extra patience with me. Maybe you could put the kids to bed so that I could take a bath and have some self-care time, right? Getting that buy-in from the people around you. Or maybe you talk to your spouse and say, hey, what do you think I should do about this and get that? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of reasons that... Or like Armando said, talking to your upper management about the changes or about how you're feeling about the changes. Or if you're buying a house, maybe you get input from other people. Because when you have that open communication, I think there's a lot of power in collaboration. And so having other people, obviously we don't always want people in our business, but just having that open communication, I think is really important for our sanity, the people around us, for people to be be able to better support us when we're going through difficult changes like at work or you know buying a house while it's a great change that's so stressful very you know yeah. what i've told people is that's like another full-time job mm-hmm. buying a house cuz you're looking for a house you're doing the paperwork for the loan you're in contact with your real estate agent your loan officer right it's just it's a very busy time there's a lot of things to do and it's a high stress but it's going to be good But if you don't have good communication through that, like all those people you are talking to, what a mess if you don't have good communication. So I just think communication can really make things a lot smoother in a lot of different areas and changes, whether it's work, 
you know, within your household, a new baby, right? There's a lot of examples of this. So really dialing in on speaking how you're feeling, speaking how people could support you, asking questions to get support, and just having the open communication with those around you. Exactly. And the last one, I think this is probably the most important one, is gratitudes. Being grateful for what you have, for what you currently uh, are going through, because even though there might be this might be a change that's in the, that's negative, you got to look at what what you're grateful for. You have to look at your blessings that you have, because keeping if you look at the positive, you look at what you have in your life, that will help you move through that change. That'll help you work through that change, because it's really easy, as we know when negative stuff happens and that's all you see is just the negative, it just feels like you're just, you're living in a dark place and you're just constantly depressed. And when you start looking at your, what you have and what you're grateful for, it gives you that light that you need during that darkness to help you move through that process. And that can be anything from writing your gratitudes down or talking to your spouse about what you're grateful for about them or just being outside and being like, I'm so grateful for this weather. So it can be literally anything, anything that helps you move through this process is going to be key because those are some of the, that one, that might be the only thing that you have control over during this change is being grateful for what you have. Yeah. I think gratitude's really ground us in the present as well. It really forces us to think what's good for me right now, what feels good for me right now. And that can help get us out of that anxious mindset and Yes, while some gratitudes we think in the past, it's pulling the positive versus the negative where the depression comes from. So I think gratitudes are such a good practice to incorporate whether you're going through change or not. And it doesn't have to be this people. I feel like people think it has to be this big elaborate thing. But perfect example. Just the other day, I hadn't gotten to my gratitudes yet, was going on a walk with the dogs. So I just did a voice memo to myself because I wanted to say them out loud because I wasn't writing them because I do like the movement of writing them because then you're kind of reading it as you're writing it out. I always read it back to make sure the sentence I wrote is what I was thinking, you know, so you kind of get that repetition. So I did a voice memo to myself of my gratitudes and some affirmations, and then I just replayed it instead of reading it back to myself, obviously. And I, and that took me, I was doing that while I was walking the dogs, you know? And so it doesn't have to be a big elaborate thing. It can truly be so quick and there's just so much power in gratitudes because it really forces you to look for the good and it'll force your mind to search for those good in your day mm-hmm. when you start to make it a habit. And exactly. so that's really, really powerful because like, again, has us hold on to the positive versus all the negative or getting sucked into the negative of change because change is difficult. Yep. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. We hope that you found some value in this. As always, we thank you for joining us on a weekly basis. And if you did find some value in this, share it with a friend, share it on your social media, tag us in it, let us know what you enjoyed about this episode. And with that, we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings, in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.